RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the Urban Renewal Authority unveils plans for a major redevelopment in Shamshoi Pole. Dozens of Kowloon District councillors swear oaths of allegiance at the North Point Community Hall and the exhibition sector urges the government to come up with a roadmap to recovery for the industry. The Urban Renewal Authority says it's redeveloping a total of 30,000 square metres of land in Shamshoi Pole. It says it's tearing down 60-year-old tenement blocks around Kinsin Lane to build around 1,000 private flats by 2031. The authority also says it's relocating the Changsawan Sports Centre in order to build 800 more flats. And a much bigger sports centre will be built inside a new government complex next to Shamshoi Pole Sports Ground. Mike Kwan is a general manager with the URA. On one hand, we can provide more government institution and community facilities to upgrade the existing sports center in Changshao, one indoor sports center, to providing eight times more the facilities and area. And then we can also provide 830 residential units in of SSP 018 to sustain the redevelopment of Kim Sinai. 56 Kowloon District Councillors were required to swear oaths of allegiance to the SAR at the North Point Community Hall this morning. It follows the government's decision to unseat seven out of 24 Hong Kong Island District Councillors who attended an oath-taking ceremony earlier this month after ruling their oaths invalid. Shamshuripo District Councillor Lee Man Ho said yesterday on social media that he would not take the oath. Democratic Party Councillor Ramon Yoon was one of those who attended the ceremony. He said he couldn't predict if he'd be disqualified, but felt duty-bound to keep doing his job. Because it's the commitment to Hong Kong people, to all the people who have voted me and who have given confidence and trust on me. So I this the way I to repay them, to repay their trust and to serve them in the community and reflect their voice. And I will always remember democracy is the right of Hong Kong people and of many other people as well. A spokesman for the exhibition trade has criticised the government's zero-Covid strategy, calling it impossible and nonsense. Stuart Bailey, the chairman of the Hong Kong Exhibition and Convention Industry Association, says quarantine rules on international visitors means the situation for the industry is pretty dire. He said local exhibitions had been held with great success, but international trade events hadn't taken place since February 2020. He urged the government to come up with a roadmap to recovery for the industry and to adjust its venue subsidy scheme, which companies can't access if they can't hold events. If exhibitions and events are unable to be held, then you can't benefit from that scheme. So we're asking the government to look at repurposing the scheme to work out how those funds can be used. I think $640 million to the the private exhibition industry was earmarked right at the start. And here we are almost two years in and there's only 16% of that money that's been used because people can't access it. So we're calling on the government really to look at how that scheme works and make it fit for purpose. The leader of a frontline doctors group has welcomed the hospital authority plan to retain clinical staff by extending their retirement age by five years to 65 to counter a worsening brain drain. But Tony Ling, president of the Hong Kong Doctors Association, stressed that the new policy must not hinder young doctors' promotion prospects. Dr Ling also expressed reservations when he was asked if the policy would help ease the serious manpower shortage, pointing out that only a small proportion of the doctors who quit in recent years were retiring. The Labour Department has expressed deep concern over a fatal work accident at a warehouse in Hong Soi Q, in which a man died after being sandwiched in between two vehicles. 
The deceased, who was in his 60s, was attempting to stop a lorry from rolling forwards when he was crushed. The accident apparently occurred on Wednesday but was only discovered yesterday afternoon and the man was certified dead at the scene. The department added that a suspension notice has been issued to the site and investigation will be completed as soon as possible. Turning overseas now, the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken has acknowledged it will take time and effort to heal Washington's relationship with France. It comes after friction between the two countries following a multilateral submarine deal between the US, Britain and Australia, which led to the abandonment of a multi-billion dollar French deal with Canberra. Mr Blinken spoke to reporters after talks with his French counterpart. Our meeting today followed yesterday's conversation between President Biden and President Macron, where they agreed that the September 15th announcement would have benefited from open consultations among allies, and they decided on a process of in-depth consultations going forward. We recognize this will take time and hard work and will be demonstrated not only in words, but in deeds. A U.S. congressional committee investigating the storming of the Capitol building earlier this year has issued its first round of subpoenas. Among those summoned to appear are former President Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and the political strategist, Steve Bannon. The BBC's David Willis has more details. The committee investigating the causes of the riot have subpoenaed four people. Each has been given two weeks in which to turn over documents relating to their movements and contacts at that time and told they'll be required to submit to sworn depositions a week later. The committee has said it's seeking information about Donald Trump's involvement in the violence. Mr Trump, in a statement, said he would cite so-called executive privilege in order to avoid providing evidence to the committee. North Korea has described as premature Seoul's suggestion to declare a formal end to the Korean War. The state news agency quoted North Korea's vice foreign minister as saying nothing would change unless what he described as the United States' hostile policy towards Pyongyang was shifted. The two Koreas are technically still at war after their conflict in the early 1950s ended in a ceasefire rather than a peace treaty. A lawyer for the exiled Catalan politician Carles Puigdemont says he's been detained in Sardinia on a Spanish arrest warrant after four years as a fugitive. He'd been living in self-imposed exile since fleeing Spain. He had immunity from prosecution after being elected to the European Parliament in 2019. But MEPs voted to lift that immunity earlier this year. Spain wants the former president of Catalonia to be extradited to face charges of rebellion after his regional government declared independence following an unauthorised referendum in 2017. The BBC's Warren Ball has more. Carlos Puigdemont was president of Catalonia and he was in charge when the region held an independence referendum that Madrid considered unconstitutional. The ruling separatists in the Catalan parliament at the time declared independence. Madrid responded by saying it was unconstitutional, suspended the autonomy of the region, they sacked all of the Catalan leaders, dissolved the parliament and called elections. Carlos Puigdemont was charged with sedition and misuse of funds and he fled eventually to live in Belgium and now Spain wants to extradite him to face those charges. The final debate of the German election has focused on foreign policy ahead of polling day on Sunday. The leaders and Chancellor candidates of all seven parties in the German parliament took part. The BBC's Damien McGuinness was watching the event. This debate was a final chance to win over voters. 
Topics covered included climate change, affordable housing and how to deal with China. The poll favourite to take over from Angela Merkel as Chancellor, the centre-left Social Democrat Olaf Scholz, called on Germany to work closer with France to create a stronger Europe. His Conservative rival, Armin Laschet, who's lagging behind in the polls, said that Europe needed a common defence policy, citing the American withdrawal from Afghanistan. While Green Party leader Annalena Baerbock called for more spending on infrastructure and on the fight against climate change. An Australian doctor says he's developed a new first aid method which could help save shark attack victims from fatal blood loss from the legs. Nick Taylor says the technique requires a bystander to use their fist and apply pressure between the hip bone and genitals. Dr Taylor, who led the study, says this method is more effective than applying pressure to a leg wound or using a makeshift tourniquet. You don't need to be necessarily anywhere near the wound to make it work. And in some ways, it's less of a squeamish problem than trying to put pressure on a bleeding limb. And the trouble with a shark bite is they don't just cause a clean cut. They cause lots of damage and trauma. They often break bones and they rip muscle to pieces. And so trying to push on something to stop it bleeding is almost impossible. But pushing on the groin where there's no blood is actually an easy thing to do. And I think this technique, if it's well known, could potentially be a lifesaver. Scientists say they found definitive evidence that humans reached the Americas much earlier than previously thought via a land bridge from Asia. Scores of footprints have been uncovered in the U.S. state of New Mexico, dating back more than 20,000 years. They're thought to have been created by children and teenagers walking beside an ancient lake. Sally Reynolds, who's studied the prints, says they offer a window on what life was like for the earliest Americans. There would have been leisure time, but that the idea of a child or an adolescent Um, having such a different type of life from the adults, I don't think that would have existed at all. They were being educated in the skills that that, that were relevant to their future lives and that their very survival depended on the early mastery of of these tools and these skills. The social network Twitter says it will roll out its tipping feature to users globally in a bid to help content creators generate an income on the platform. The feature will link up with third-party payment services to facilitate giving tips. Attracting creators to social media networks is crucial for technology companies battling to keep users. In other finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,492. That's 13 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $73 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.37 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 67 cents. To sports, and we start with football in Spain, where Barcelona's struggles continue. A goalless draw at Cadiz has left them seventh in the table. Barca finished the game with 10 men after Frankie de Jong was sent off on the, in the 65th minute. There was speculation that coach Ronald Koeman could be sacked if Barca failed to win. Koeman himself was sent off in added time after arguing with the referee. The Catalans have just nine points from five games. They're seven points behind the leaders Real Madrid. Napoli maintained their perfect record in the Italian Serie A by hammering Sampdoria 4-0 to make it five wins out of five. Napoli have scored 14 times in those five games, conceding only twice, and that includes a 2-1 win over Juventus. Roma went top four thanks to a 1-0 victory over Udinese, and it finished 1-1 between Torino and Lazio. In Major League Baseball, the San Francisco Giants' win total remains at 99 after they were beaten 7-6 by the San Diego Padres. 
Victor Caratini knocked in the winning run in the bottom of the 10th innings. The Giants started the day two games ahead of the Los Angeles Dodgers in the race for the National League West pennant. The Dodgers closed the gap by winning their game 7-5 over the Colorado Rockies. Our US sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says it's rare to have two teams reach 100 wins from the same division. Major League Baseball has played 152 games. Only 10 games remain in the regular season until we get to the playoffs. We're entering the final week. As you mentioned, the Giants and Dodgers, baseball's two best teams, wire to wire, continue to battle for the National League West uh, Championship. They will become only the second time in Major League Baseball history where two teams from the same division both win more than 100 games. It's really been an incredible season for both of those teams, but I still think it's easy for the Giants and Dodgers both to get to 100 victories. These two teams are going to battle for the National League Championship. What a great season for both uh, ball clubs. The best golfers from the US and Europe have gathered at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin for the Ryder Cup, which gets underway at 8 8 p.m. tonight, Hong Kong time. Team Europe are looking to defend the trophy they won three years ago in France, but they're up against an American team that feature eight of the world's top ten players. European captain Porig Harrington says he's ready for competition. As a captain, I'm anxious to get there. Players are right where they need to be in terms of they're not too anxious, they're not chomping at the bit, they, you know, they're very comfortable. We think we have them in the right place in terms of uh, not too hyped up, but, but ready to go. Uh, and just time it right that they that they peak in terms of their enthusiasm and energy and uh, you know for me couldn't come quick enough <laughs> there are six rookies on steve stricker's u.s team three more than the european lineup world number two dustin johnson says the team dynamic has changed with the incoming of young younger players obviously very different for me all the teams i've played on we've always had you know i've always been kind of the young guy on the team and so playing on my fifth one now I'm, I'm the old guy even though I don't feel old and I'm not old but <laughs> I'm the oldest on this team but you know we have a great team great young players to American football now and Sam Darnold rushed for two touchdowns as the Carolina Panthers maintained their perfect start to the season with a 24-9 victory over the depleted Houston Texans it capped another composed performance from Darnold who's rebuilding his career with Carolina after being jettisoned by the New York Jets after three seasons earlier this year. To the weather forecast, sunny intervals and isolated showers, and it'll be mainly cloudy tonight. The outlook, sunny intervals and a few showers in the next few days. Mainly fine and very hot early to midweek next week. Currently 30 degrees Celsius, humidity at 79%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The Urban Renewal Authority unveils plans for a major redevelopment in Shamshui Pole. Dozens of Kowloon District councillors swear oaths of allegiance at the North Point Community Hall and the exhibition sector urges the government to come up with a roadmap to recovery for the industry. The news from RTHK. Issues to keep myself tethered to the days I try to lose. My mama said, Slow down, you must make your own shoes. Stop dancing to the music, I've got red as in a happy mood. Keep my mood on.
perfect betrayal Caught up in the conflict between his brain and his tail And if time's elimination, then we got nothing to lose Please repeat the message, it's the music that we choose Keep on our groove on Get the cool Get the cool to shine Get the cool Cool to shine Get the cool Get the cool to shine Get the cool Get the cool to shine Get the And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday, the 24th of September, is today's date. Hope you all had a great mid autumn festival. I took the day off yesterday, and it's great to be back with you all. On today's 123 show, we will be chatting with Cruzy McCalligan, as she's usually in for our midweek audio column. And since it was a public holiday, we're switching things up and having it end of the week, mid end of the week audio column. That's what we're calling it. And today, Cruz will be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. And we'll be talking about spitting. Always fascinating, all the topics that she chooses. I'll be looking forward to that one. And we hope you can join us uh, via email, a 123 show at rthk.hk. Of course, you can join us on Facebook as well. Feel free to weigh in and perhaps share your spitting stories with us. Uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And as usual, there'll be some great music coming your way this uh, Friday afternoon. Twenty minutes past one o'clock. The song is Something More by Train. Mm-hmm. 